Hello, welcome to the Monday, June 8, 2020 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich, and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. When you are installing a programming language to be used as part of your web application, let's say PHP, you often have two options. First option being to use a module that's being loaded with your web server and then your web server essentially is executing the code. Or secondly, using a mechanism called FastCGI. Now with FastCGI, the web server will send data to your CGI process, uh, which uh, again could be PHP across the loopback interface. Now, typically fast CGI and similar modules should only listen on loopback, but apparently that's not always the case. And as our handler Remco found, the bad guys are actively looking for exposed fast CGI PHP installs. And of course, exploitation is trivial as Remco shows in the examples that he found. In these examples, the attacker was essentially just uh, sending a far PHP archive to the fast CGI install to have arbitrary code executed. There's no authentication required. The one tricky part here is, at least for the attacker, that... Uh, FastGGI doesn't always listen on the same port. Yes, there are some standards. Um, the instructions that I remember usually suggest port 9000. But what Remco found was that IP addresses he has been tracking for trying to exploit this vulnerability are essentially scanning port 8000 through 10,000. So a fairly far range of different port numbers. He also found first a quick initial scan from one IP address being then followed up with a second scan from a different IP address. So the hacker probably has two processes running or multiple processes. Some of them are just doing these initial scans, assembling a target lists of hosts that appear to be accepting a PHP commands. Then the second scan is actually exploiting this. And on Saturday, I published a quick uh, diary about some cybersecurity lessons uh, for protesters. If you have been taking part in any of the protests this weekend, last weekend, then you may be interested in this. But I want to emphasize that uh, some of these issues I'm talking about, they're not just technical issues. It's not just, well, don't connect uh, to the insecure Wi-Fi that you see accidentally at a protest. A lot of it is also sort of social and influence style attacks that may even affect you if you're not participating in any protests. And most notably here are just simple fake news where people make claims that then turn out to be not uh, true, but uh, also calls to action that claim to come from particular organizations, but are not actually affiliated uh, with the organization they're cl claiming to come from. And this uh, could be for simple financial gains, uh, like uh, the good old donation scams we have always seen, uh, but uh, also kind of just to confuse and demoralize supporters. So, uh, they don't really know uh, what uh, particular protest to show up for or what particular organization uh, to support. 
And Bleeping Computer is reporting that the uBlock Origin, the ad blocker, is now also blocking some of these localhost port scans that certain sites are performing. Originally, eBay was sort of found to be doing this, and I mentioned that this is actually sort of a little bit of standard library that a lot of financial sites are using in order to essentially detect compromised client systems. Well, uh, uBlock Origin will now essentially block host names that are commonly associated with the JavaScript for these scanners. I have to say that these port scans are really more meant to protect the user, uh, to detect malware on the user systems. So uh, I wouldn't necessarily classify them as malicious, uh, but then again, up to you what you will and will not allow. Uh, there is a certain risk that it may break some of the functionality of these sites if you are blocking these scans. And QNAP released an update for its storage devices. This latest update does fix an arbitrary code execution vulnerability in the file station software that comes with the network storage devices. Now, the advisory doesn't state whether or not uh, this uh, vulnerability does require authentication for exploitation, but there are also some cross-site scripting vulnerabilities that probably can be leveraged to uh, get an authenticated user to execute the malicious code for you. So I would highly recommend that you patch. And well, whenever I talk about these network storage devices, I mentioned don't expose them to the internet and then go over uh, these default installs. Like, uh, and this is not just QNAP. These are uh, pr it's pretty much true for all of uh, these network storage devices. They essentially sort of install a large number of open source, but often vulnerable applications on these devices. So disable what you don't need. Uh, however, FileStation, if I remember correctly, is sort of uh, one of the core applications to access files on uh, these QNAP devices. Well, and that's it for today. Thanks for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.